Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Will you be my friend? It's a phrase said on playgrounds. Little kids say it all the time. It is a phrase that adults are too prideful and afraid to say, and it is something that we all need. We all need friends. Today, we are talking about friendship. Friendship has been has grown to be a particular burden for me because I don't think we do it well. <laughs> I don't think we do friendship well. I think we talk about uh, we being like even people in the church or even just like, I don't know, all humans. We, uh, we'll talk about community. You know, uh, this community, I need community, I have community. But we don't really talk about friends or friendship. And I think it's really hard to have a good community without friendship. So yeah, I I have a burden that our theology of friendship grows because it is a God-given gift to us for a specific purpose. I think it is completely necessary for us to have friends. Every Like any psychologist, any scientist, anybody who studies sociology of any type knows that isolation is bad. What's the Mm -hmm. worst type of like prison punishment is solitary confinement. You remove yourself from people. We weren't created to be isolated. And so I don't, so what I want to do is I want us to get to a place where we're we're giving more proper thoughts to friendship. Like in all the systematic theology books and things like that, I don't know if there's a section on friendship. Sure. I don't know if we study it. I don't know if we try to apply it. And I don't think we know how to make it, how to make them. And we thought about this, talking about this, we realized this is one of those areas where there's going to be generational differences too. Absolutely. Because of the things that we, how we construct relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, being in my generation, you didn't primarily construct them through a, you know, through a a medium of a a phone or or electronic device. Uh, Whereas your generation, I think that's a lot how relationships kind of kick off and get going. So, so even the idea of how do you build a friendship is a big deal. So how would you, how would you, uh, define friendship? And don't give me, you don't have to give me like a, yeah, like this isn't a test. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be graded on this. Yeah. How would I define friendship? Friendship is, (laughs) why did I go so epic? Here's the first thing that came to mind. Friendship is the binding of souls that keeps each other accountable it's okay so it's two people who bind their souls to one another with deep affection that care for one another that want the other to thrive in in our context i would say to thrive in godliness and um that you love as your own soul so you bind your souls together love them as your own soul Mm -hmm. you want them to thrive in godliness and and that's what you do yeah that would be my my uh my definition. Wow. Okay. I, I don't. I, I got intense, but I. Yeah, but I think. Yeah. I think that's that part of the intense, problem. Yeah. I think we have a very low view of friendship. I think we need to. Yeah. Elevate that bad boy. Yeah. Well, my my view. I, I thought about this. I was I was running, <laughs> and I was say, what? How would I define friendship? And I think I would define friendship as somebody who would make a legitimate effort to come to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> And I kept thinking about it. that's dumb. No, I think that really is how I define friendship. <laughs> you know, that you would say, "Oh, he died. Oh, I'll go." You know? 
generational differences. Exactly. <laughs> because I have actually, I've actually used that. I've actually, you know, when you know, I, you, you go through life, and there'll be things that happen in a relationship where you realize, okay, somehow, uh, maybe I did something that kind of drove them away, or maybe mm-hmm. I didn't do something, then they that affected them, and we've never been able to get on, get through it, and figure it out, and. Maybe you know they they're they're at a distance now, or or maybe I don't even know. Yeah. Right. Um. I just know that somebody's less willing to connect with me than before. Or just life changes. You yeah. you know you you go on a church plant and yeah. you were close, but now you're, and so I'm like okay, well how do I how do I know whether we've stopped being friends? Well, right. If they, if they wouldn't no... come to my funeral, right. We probably aren't friends. Yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> also, I I think I almost plagiarized Hamlet. I think that's where that came from. Oh, really? I, yeah, I think in in like reading. I think you're okay plagiarizing Hamlet. He can't sue you. Yeah, he can. <laughs> Well, he's fictional, but yeah, it's, but Shakespeare is dead, so I think yeah, I think safe. we're all right. Yeah. But what was his his uh, those friends thou hast something something something? Uh, these are literal lines. Something something something. <laughs> Grapple them to thy soul with yeah. hoops of steel. I think yeah. I think that's what. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where my binding of souls came from. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. I pulled some of it from yeah Shakespeare from the classics. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Which I typically do. <laughs> <laughs> your, your common reference yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's JT. Aristotle once said. <laughs> so yeah. No, that's good. And you know, and there's like, and part of that's because I feel like you know, and this is an age thing. Yeah. The longer you go in life, the more layers of relationships you have, yeah, and the more histories with mm-hmm. people you have, and you're always sorting out among all these people who are my friends, and 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 then you've got okay, I've got people that are my age, I got people who are younger than me, I got people. Who are, how do I how do I do this? Yeah. So I, I I I'm I'm agreeing with the idea that we need to have a robust view of friendship. Yep. Um, you know, at my age, it's kind of like I've got a lot of relationships right. I have to figure out, and among all those relationships, which all have history, yeah, who are friends and who are, and if they're not friends, what are they? Acquaintances, buddies, pals, yeah, and friends. I think those are different things. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, and it's and you know, and even with age, or even just how many transitions you've had in your life. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. you could ha- you can be a person who grew up in the small town, stayed in a small town, did all that, didn't move anywhere. And so you're going to have a very concentrated group of friends. Or enemies. Or <laughs> Yes. But it's like different seasons of life for, for me have, have wrought different, why am I talking like this? Have yeah. brought uh, different, um, different friendships to differing degrees. So like, you know, I've got my group of high school friends. I grew up in Norwalk, Ohio yeah. and, um, there's some that I still connect to today. Like mm-hmm. I was just texting with, uh, we've been friends since third grade. I think I texted him last week, Justin Rehark. Yeah. And it's just like, that's, that's, that's a long time. It's not like we see each other often, yeah. but you know, there's just certain things come to mind and remind me of that dude. And we'll talk every now and again, not super often, but, uh, and then, you know, I moved to Illinois for college. I've got my college group of friends. And then I had like the athlete friends there and then the uh, the church friends that went to um, Bethany Road Bible Church. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, there are the friends from crew, the campus crusade, and then athletes in action. And then there are like my friends that were in like my classes. Yeah. And then we moved to Louisville. <laughs> so yeah. that's another set of friends. You know, you've got your seminary friends, you've got your uh, friends at the church and then the people at the jobs that I worked while I was in Louisville. Yeah. And then now here. So it's like yeah. those different sections of... 
But you're a, you're an outgoing guy. I am, and you're probably going to throw myself in. Well, you're going to make friendships to a certain degree. Like yeah. my question for you is: Is it just about personality? Are there people who I don't need all those friends? I I I, I was they I went all those places and I didn't ha- I don't have all these names. I just right. got one or two from each place. Is yeah. that so? How do you deal with the fact that different personalities That's approach it different? Yeah, I uh, I don't think it's a personality thing. Yeah, I think anywhere you go, you're going to have, you know. Even that person has one or two deep friends from there. Yeah. Like I say, I probably have maybe three or four, maybe five deep, deep friendships from each of those areas. Yeah. That's just because I'm like, you know, I'm finding those people and I'm trying to bind my soul to their, yeah, their soul. Yeah. So so that that, that kind of results yeah. in more connectivity. Um. So that may be a personality thing, but I think even the most introverted of introverts, like they've got they've got their homie. They're they've got their person that is. That is very close. My wife, um, she would she would say she's more introverted. She kind of recharges by being by herself. Yeah. And, but she loves people, and uh, but you know, there's different different areas of life. There's you know, there's those one or two friends who like she sure. still connects with, or when she does connect with, it's like, oh man, they didn't miss a beat. Like, yeah. Um, so I say, regardless of our personality type, reg- regardless of our preferences or however outgoing we are, we we need those those people. Yeah. Um, we need friends like. I mean, theologically, like God created us to be in community. Like He always had a group of people that He created. Like, yeah. If we're jumping way back, Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, yes, they're married. That's all great. That's super great. Mm -hmm. But God didn't say like, okay, be super married to each other. Like that wasn't the creation mandate. Mm -hmm. It was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, create Mm -hmm. a community, create a group of friends uh, to reflect the friendship that I am experiencing in the Trinity. Like it's one way we can image God. Yeah. So here's a question though. So yep. you got this desire to be a friend, yes, to somebody, and let's say you've identified your your candidate. Yes, my candidate. Right. Okay. I want to. I want to bind my soul, my soul to, to you. <laughs> and they're like, man, I I appreciate that. Yeah. But I'm gonna bind my soul over here. Yeah. What do you do? Yep. What do you do? Well. Because you can't bind your soul yeah. with everybody. No, you can't. That's yeah. not how it works. They'll, they'll rip your soul apart. <laughs> Everybody moves at the same time, and yes. your soul just gets ripped. And I, and I wish it was it that of you know what explodes, <laughs> and it's just a mess. Here's the thing, and all your friends are saying it's not my fault. <laughs> Here's the thing with that though. It's like, man, it would be helpful if those lines were so clear. Yeah, but you know, I'm not going up to people and saying, "Can I, can I bind my soul to yours yeah. for, for a hot second? Or like, I'm like, you know, I'm not on the playground saying, "Will you be my friend?" Like. Yeah. You know, there may be a time where that doesn't work well in the gym. It does because <laughs> we gotta like have all these sneaky ways to do it. Of just yeah. like, and we got masks on. Yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and yeah, no one says like, "Will you be my friend?" Like, man, yeah. that was so simple on the playground. Yeah, because then they'll be like, "No," and you're like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, and you go find another friend, and then you bind your your soul to that to that one. No, but so what do you do? Like, it, it one, it's it's incredibly awkward. You know, you're yeah. like trying, you're trying, you're trying. You're like reaching out to this person. You're wanting to do these things. And it's just, you're just, it's just not yeah. happening. Yeah. And then, you know, because we're in like the social media age, you see this person like frolicking through the forest with their other friends. And you're like, I want to frolic. Yeah. 
And uh, it's that whole FOMO, that fear of missing out. And yeah, and then you get down on yourself. And uh, because it's not a clear cut, it's kind of like a slow, yeah. slow fade. Um, I didn't answer yeah, your question so like, at no, all. FOMO is a good thing because I, I think you know you'll you'll you hear more and more people talking about social media for all its supposed benefit. I'm not going to trash social media, but for all its supposed benefit of creating connections, right? Actually can with some people accentuate the fact that I don't have any relationship. Yeah. That and you'll see it sometimes in mm-hmm. people's posts where they're kind of, you know, I don't know if you've got maybe it's just my generation, but it's kind of like the, you know, if you really care about me, you'll read this to the end. Kind oh, of yes, post. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see no. how many true friends I have. Yes, exactly. And, don't or, copy and paste. Don't yeah. share. I want yeah. you to type this yeah. out and yeah. let me know you read it. Yeah, and, and so I mean, uh, you know, to me, it's like, okay, that's not gonna get my attention. No, it's. But I think it, you know, and I don't want to critique. I mean, there's maybe somebody here listening who's, who's done, done that. that. So I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I, I feel like though that it, social media, it cuts both ways. I yes. mean, it does. It does allow you to connect with people who you know, right, and stay and but, stay connected. But you know what's weird about that? Because it, it kind of does. So like, if I call an old friend from high school, yeah. The conversation is no longer like, what's going on? It's, oh, I saw you had another baby. Yeah. Um, good, good, good job. And then it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's a weird, like, I don't know, it removes some of the enjoyment of discovering things. I mean, I'm very forgetful, so it's, yeah. I, I kind of hear news for the first time every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a real connection. It's kind of like a, we're able to stay nosy. If that That's makes sense, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I just, oh, what's my going curiosity? On? Yeah, you yeah. Can, you know, I, I can get my curiosity fixed exactly without ever like reaching out and like talking to someone. Yeah, and being, yeah. it's just like, oh, what's going on with so and so? Let me, yeah, check it out. Oh, yeah. okay. Although it does give you an ability to, you you watch something going on in somebody's life, and maybe they're talking about, you know, hey, pray for me for this. Or, yeah, yeah. Or you know, you're so positive, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> I can't approach social media if I don't put on the positive hat. You know, if I just accept it the way it is, it it it, it just kind of, it, it you know, I, I get irritates me. So I gotta say, okay, if, if I'm gonna approach this, I'm gonna approach it positively. Yes. Um, but you know, you can have that situation where someone's saying, man, you know, I, my, you know, my 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 dad just passed away or whatever. Yeah. And you know, yeah. hey, listen, you know, I remember your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When we were kids, we used to hang out at your place. You know, he's a great guy. There's a connection there. Yeah. It's a meaningful connection. Yeah. You know, and uh, so there's value to it. I, For me, the, the, the friendship thing, the, the challenge is, is how do you, how do you deal with the fact that life changes? Yes. And so in a way, in, in the tendency <clears throat> is you, you, become, you, you get together because you're somewhat compatible at a moment in time. Yes, yep. Either because you're spending a lot of time together, mm-hmm. or because you're kind of doing the same thing, yeah. you know, you're in a band, whatever, you're playing, playing sports, whatever, and that creates a camaraderie, and that's another word, yes. camaraderie, He's, you're my comrade, yeah. but then life changes, yes, you know? it does. And, and so I think my, my concern about friendship <laughs> language is it can be too much built around, we're just compatible. Mm. It's just it's easy, convenient. It's easy to be with Dude, you. Okay, you're, you're sparking off all kinds of fiery things in my brain okay so one made for friendship 
by Drew Hunter. I think this was written in 2018, something like that. It's a fantastic book. It is one of the few books that is just a theology of friendship. It has a biblical mm. theology in it as well. It talks about different seasons of life and just um, the ache that we all have of friends. It's incredible. And I love the uh, subtext. <clears throat> it's called Made for Friendship, the relationship that halves our sorrows and doubles our joys. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. But one thing he talks about is that like, like seasonal friendships that change, like that's not like inherently evil. Like that's hmm. completely okay. And it makes sense for where yeah. you are in life. Like he gives this illustration of being on a, like a, a four lane highway. And if you're in the left lane flying down, you need people who are in that lane with you. Like those are going to be your closest yeah. friends. And there's going to be some that you really do enjoy. You spend a lot of time with, but they're not going to be the ones you're like, you know, so, so, so regularly confessing your sins to it and getting into that deep, like, healthy intimacy that friendships should should mm -hmm. uh, have in them. And then, you know, there's people in the third lane, the fourth lane, which aren't like, you don't like hate them, <laughs> you yeah. know? They're still like acquaintances, you still enjoy them. Yeah. And, uh, and people shift lanes and yeah. that's okay. Huh. You know, like sometimes someone who's in this left side, like maybe you're walking through tragedy right now yeah. uh, and that person is with you, that person loves you, that person is your the person you're confiding in, all those different kind of things. And then some life things may happen. That person shifts over to the second or third lane. And then hopefully in God's kindness, someone else shifts over into your far left lane. Like that's- But here's the problem with that. What's the problem with problem that? The problem with that is that to get to that place where you're sharing your, your life, you're, yes. you're, you're vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? You're, oh, yeah, you're opening your heart up. Yep takes trust yes you know you can't just take somebody who you're implicitly trust move them over into this lane yeah and bring somebody else into this lane because the very fact that that person moves over into the other lane probably feels like a loss yes it absolutely does it can't it isn't just hey great man you go in your yeah. lane and i'll find somebody else to trust with my own life and place my life in their hands and yeah. you know we don't work like that when we we get to that point there's an <clears> accumulated <throat> sense of i you know and trust is and one thing i talk to people about is that Trust is never commanded in the Bible. We're never commanded to trust people, right? We're commanded to trust God. Right. Commanded to love people, which yeah. is harder to do. Yes. It's harder to love than to trust. And the reason for that is that trust is a fruit mm -hmm. of a lot of other things. Yes. The only place we can place absolute trust is with God. Everything else is, well, I trust you because you have proven, mm -hmm. you know, God <clears throat> we trust because he is trustworthy. Yeah. Everybody else we trust because you've proven trustworthy, and I can rely on that. Yeah. And so the hard part about friendship building, I think, is it takes a while. If, if trust needs to be implicit in true friendship, yeah. you don't just interchange people. That's right. Okay. That's, that's really good. I love that. You're sparking off all kinds of ideas in my head. Because it's like, okay, but does that make that, is that ultimately problematic? It's hard, but I feel like friendship has to involve risk. Like, sure. There, like, well, I think it was Ray Ortland who said, like, you know, there's a vulnerability that happens in friendship. You, you're entrusting yourself to someone. Yeah. And it's like, and if that person betrays you and it's, and it's hard, like, okay, like, that's horrible. And you grieve that. But, like, I'm not, like, I'm trying to befriend someone to love them and to care for them and to represent you know the the to image the the perfect friend jesus friend yeah. of sinners yeah. to that person i'm not really in friendship what did he say to to save my sorry hide anyway like yeah. i'm not entering into friendship for self-protection and self-protection actually limits and hinders trust because it, it's that vulnerability that was in the garden 
you know, Adam and Eve were the were the perfect friends. Like they they were they were naked, <laughs> they were naked mm-hmm. and unashamed. And I think it was in uh, uh, Amin Hudson wrote an article on um, the vulnerability of friendship in Jesus, yeah. and how that word vulnerable, like it it's it's the it's we, it's where we get the word like naked from. Yeah. So like there's a vulnerability and uh, in Adam and Eve's friendship, they they knew everything about each other. There was no shame, but we are so like shameful and un, like we're not vulnerable in our friendships we don't want to open up we want to you know present ourselves in a certain way this like self-protective package that we always have and it's like why like i i don't know like the more you you know me the less like you know impressive i am sure and yeah. uh the less like i ought to feel the need to preserve whatever image you had of me that was like oh this young man's got it got got it put together like i don't have anything put together yeah and you know that because (laughs) because you know me and you see you know my kids hanging off the side of my head and you know running around trying to do all these things and and there's there's a vulnerability and a trust and a risk that i think is good in friendship but and it's hard yeah what i'm gonna appeal to is those people who feel like they've tried that yeah and they've gotten hurt yeah somebody's betrayed them right and so, yeah, I mean, I think the answer is not don't ever trust anybody again. Right, exactly. Right? That no. never works. But the idea, it's, I'll be this way, I think it's more than work for some people. Mm-hmm. I think it's dying. Yes, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a level of, of dealing with fear. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. there's, le- there's legitimate experience that says, mm-hmm. you know, says this, this didn't work out. It's yes. like, it's like yeah. someone who... I mean, you look at another relationship. You look at someone who maybe had a really uh, had a relationship with a someone they thought they were going to marry and it didn't work out, and right. maybe they feel, really felt hurt or got betrayed in that. Yeah. You know, they're going to go into a new relationship. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're coming with scars. Yeah, they're coming with scars. Yeah. And so I think one of the things we might call it protecting your hide, but I think there's also a realization that you know, from the playground on. Yeah, yeah. We felt rejection as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. No, I, to- I 100% agree. And I, and I don't mean to lessen any yeah. kind of, I mean, I have a, like, I have a really close friend who's walking through something like that actually right now. Yeah. And, and they, they're saying like, I need time to like mourn the loss of this friend. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a, it's a grieving process yeah. and, you know, being patient with that person and loving that person as they're grieving while also trying to help them, you know, eventually down the road to like, you know, like you said, like the like the the dating thing, like it's like you know to put yourself back out there, yeah, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. to to go out and try it again. But that yeah. like, it has not been a short process. Yeah, sure. It like it, like it is legitimately like something to grieve and to lament and to take mm-hmm. time with. Yeah. Um, because it does hurt. You know, it's yeah, especially if you're trying to bind your soul to someone's, and then all of a sudden that's like cut off. Yeah. It's like, well, what, what do I do? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I 100% agree with that. What do you do? You've got these friendships. I mean, we're presuming friendships don't start and stop in terms of the fact that you, you know, okay, hey, we're friends now. Yes. You know, we reach friendship. Uh-huh. Okay, we're in friendship. <laughs> and then at some point you say, you know what? Actually, I'm going to shut this one down. Yeah. You know, I'm going to shut this one down because i got to start this friendship over here. 
Yeah. And I really can't do both. And so you're going to go into, the, I'm going to put you in this other lane. This is the, I'm going to say this is the shifting of the lanes. Yeah, sure, but, and we're forcing somebody to shift over. We're pushing them out. Oh, gosh. But the other part of it, but I mean, if you don't do that, yeah. you sort of begin to feel like, do I just accumulate these friendships and have to maintain them all? That's impossible. You know? Yeah. So how, what do you do? Because at some point, someone sort of starts to feel like I got shifted. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have any say so in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. But, well, because it's like, it's not like, what, I mean, are you going to go to the person and tell them, it's like, hey, it's been really great all this time we've been spending with each other and being friends. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I guess sometimes we do have those conversations. Like, it, oh, it, yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. You'll see it a lot when people are single children. and then they get married. Yeah. Single, get married or, 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 have, or, an, or have another child. Yeah. Like we're in a busy season. Yeah. And so like somebody like, for example, You'll have somebody who's, you know, two people who are single and they both had friendships. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And they love those folks and it's been real and and they get married. But now you realize my spouse doesn't connect necessarily with your spouse. Right. The way we connect. (laughs) Yes. And so you'll talk to a lot of young couples and they'll talk about how we can't find friends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we're used to having somebody who is... Uh, yeah, I relate well to you, mm-hmm. but now you've got a couple, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she, uh, you know, I, I'm glad you have this friendship. Yes, this guy and I, we it ain't happening. It's nice, nice. Yes, you no, know, I totally get that. And so then, what do you do? Is that a friendship now, or do you? What do? You, what is that? Or is that just kind of like there's there's friends, and yeah, then there's yeah. acquaintances here. I mean, I think it's what ends up happening. Well, well Andy, I, yeah, I'm still figuring this out. So why don't you answer this question that you just asked? Tell me what to do yeah. in these situations. Yeah. I mean, and I, all my friends now are like, "Question: Am I am I the couple he's thinking of?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, he loves you. Yes, and Whoever Bethany you loves are you. Out yes. there, he, yep. Bethany loves you. We are, and they can't imagine life without <laughs> you. You are staying in the left lane, That's all right. of you, everyone. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. the people. Here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're actually ho- hooked up as a trailer to their life. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's a huge deal because yeah. I think it can create problems in a relationship, in a marriage, mm-hmm. because there's tension now between these two people. I want to spend time with this person, but, you know, or another thing that happened is my, you know, again, marriage and single, yeah. my single friends, I don't relate to them the same way because mm-hmm. life has changed yeah. and my rhythms are different. Right. And then you, you had kids to that. Yeah. Another thing that happens, I'm just going to lay out the problems. No, yeah, right. I'm going to say there's still no solutions yeah, exactly. here. <laughs> You're just... Yeah. Adding more and more issues. Another thing that happens is, you know, we do create friendships out of convenience. So, for example, your kids and my kids get along great. Yeah. Hey, you know, that makes... They do. Uh, Isaiah loves uh, Mr. Grant, so... Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, but he's... Yeah, that's different because he's an adult and he has... You know, that... No, he yeah. said my kids and... Your kids, he said. My kids, yeah. and your it yeah, was. But, a, but that no, was we're good. that was not necessarily you and me. I'm saying we have friendship, but it's not okay. based on our kids relating. <laughs> our kids are very different ages. Exactly. Yeah, right. My grandkids. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> but uh, but but we don't have a friendship because my grandkids. Yeah. So, um, but what can happen, and I've seen it in the church, is. People become friends because their kids are friends, mm-hmm. and it's very convenient, you know. And you have we're dropping Play kids dates, off, and we're yeah. and we're watching the kids, and they and they do well together, yes. right? And then the teenage years come, yeah. And then you maybe you have maybe you have a situation where you know you had 
two girls on this in this family and two boys in this family, and they played together really yeah. well, but Uh-oh. they get to be 12, and it's like, eh, it ain't working. Uh-oh. Well, that's going to push the, the whole relationship away because now your kids are looking. And so one of the things I, I, I try to see is you can't build your friendships around your kids' interests. Mm-hmm. That can become friendship, but those aren't resilient. Yeah. You know, so part of the answer is what is a resilient friendship? Oh, let me put this way. The things I've dealt with this is, is I never want friendship to be deeper than brotherhood. What? I, I want to make sure that my fundamental relate, way I relate to you yep. is my brother or sister in Christ. That's oh, the, oh, that's the yeah. governing, all the governing principles for relationship yeah. come out of brother and sisterhood, mm-hmm. not our friendship. Because then the hard part of friendship is the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about how to do it. Right. It tells us a lot about how to be brothers and sisters. Yes. Right? And so we, we're called to be brothers and sisters, and that imposes upon us certain things about how we relate, how we speak, how we, how we, the one another's. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't say that's the same thing? No, I would say it's different. Okay. Yeah, because, the, because I think friendship, again, this may be something, I think friendship is a biblical principle that you can trace through the Bible. Like a, yeah. Brothers and sisterhood is essential to our relationship in Christ. That's what we've been created into. We've been made into that <laughs> through being being heirs of Christ, yeah, being, yeah. being being connected to Christ as brothers and sisters. So there's a, it's a, it's fundamental to who we are as people. Yeah. Even if it's not, I'm your brother if I'm in prison by myself. Yeah. I'm I'm in bro- I'm a brother with the with somebody in Pakistan. Yep. Right. Yes. Um. There is a. Okay. And, I see and if I ran into them, we would have a brotherhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So brotherhood and sisterhood, I think, need to have that foundational role. Yeah. And we build friendship out of that. So if friendship has to change, it doesn't go to nothing. Okay. I see. What you're it saying. goes back to brotherhood. Yes. Yeah. And brotherhood is that security, that that makes it's that sure big C church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sure that oh, it's not just big C church. I mean, it's 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 that it's the intimate part of that. Right. Brotherhood is still intimate. Um, we uh, it it you know it may not always be emotional, but we, but if 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 we're in a place where we're in a persecuted place, um, it doesn't matter whether we're friends. We have to hang together because because we're the church. We have to you know this is who we are. These are my friends because they're my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So what I would say is I think friendship is a has always, always got to be a goal. It's always got to come with the risk. But if my relationship has to be one thing I know, he's my brother. Right. You know, we may differ. We may have a falling out. But my, we always say, they say, if you and I have a conflict. Yeah. The motivation to resolve the conflict in the scriptures is not because we're friends. Right. It's because you're my brother, and the Bible doesn't let me yeah. keep an open conflict yeah. and go to the altar. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I don't I don't think we have to pit those like against one another though. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, the in friendship you're going to be doing the one another's anyway. Like mm-hmm. I like I think, yeah, and and even as you were describing, you even used the word like you know if we're in prison together. We're still we're brothers because we are the church. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. like the big universal church. Like we are mm-hmm. brought in uh, to be heirs with Christ, which is amazing. I, I think 
it might be this might be too many like semantics yeah because I, what i don't want is i don't want us to de-elevate friendship again and just be like okay well we're brothers and that's that's kind of it. Which I, is I, not what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying there's a basis for the, 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 the foundation the, to build on. The foundation is not yes. friendship right. in, the, in the brotherhood. It's yes. brotherhood into friendship. Into friendship, exactly. And if I just sort of say, for example, yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, you know, I don't, I, we don't have any, any friendship, but he's my brother. You know, and and yeah, we're serving in ministry together. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's his deal. That's you know, that's the problem a lot of times right. in, in in racial tensions in yes. the church is. Yep. Yeah, he's my brother, but I wouldn't like go over to his house. Yes, right, right. You know, that's wrong. <laughs> yes, because we should be pursuing friendship out of that. Yeah, that's the that should be how we express love. Yeah, is toward friendship, but it helps us make sure we don't evaluate our worth based on those people we can count as friends. Right. And that would that would lead into the, like my next thought would just be the idolatry of friendship. Mm-hmm. Like as important as I think friendship is, I think and how bad I think we are at friendship. Yeah. I think people are really aware that they don't like have friends. Like other people are like I just don't have any friends. Like I don't have yeah. any like real yeah. like real true friends. Yeah, so what do you do with that when someone says that? How do you compassionately respond? <laughs> well, before I compassionately respond, <laughs> I think in my head I immediately do the Jesus juke because that's yeah. that's what all of our fulfillment that's he's who all of our fulfillment comes from. Yeah. Like Je- Jesus is the friend of sinners, the sinners yeah. and that that's my biggest problem is yeah. that I'm a sinner before a holy God. Yeah. And Jesus, like when Jesus is giving his uh, instructions to the disciples right before he's finna go get crucified, yeah. you know he gives them that teaching and he says. You are now my friends. Like yeah. greater love has no one than this than someone to give up his life for his friends. Jesus yeah. lays down his life for his friends. Like that's ours. Like we have entered into friendship with Christ. And uh, I'm so, gonna drop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a reference. Old 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 delirious song, dude. Oh, delirious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what oh, a friend snap. I found. Um, closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about Jesus, you know. Yeah, but yeah. but he's you know that's what he's he's talking. Right. He's saying what is the implication. This is a pretty song, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I used to always think, yeah, what, what a friend I found. I mean, but seriously, though, like, you know, you want, you want friends to do, what are the things you want friends to, to do for you? Like, what are these yeah. expectations we have? We want them yeah. to understand with us, okay? Christ sympathizes with us, with us in our weaknesses. Yeah. We want our friends to keep their promises. There is no one more faithful than yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, mm-hmm. he is the faithful friend. We want our friends to be wise and to help us and to shepherd us. Yeah. He is the good shepherd. You know, yeah. like, all of Proverbs, like... All of the wisdom that's laid out in Proverbs, Jesus fulfilled perfectly. Like, he is true and perfect wisdom. Yeah. Um, what else do we want friends? We want our friends to love us. He died for us yeah. when we hated him. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't wait. Like, he didn't do a cost-benefit analysis of the friendship and be like, ah, is this going to be worth it for me to get this person to the kingdom? Because if he did that, I don't think, I don't think I'd be saved. Yeah. Um, he, di- he, like, he died for us. You know, he's loyal to the end. All the disciples were, uh, were getting ready to either... Uh, betray him for the money or run away from him as he's getting arrested. And what is he doing? He's washing their feet. He's serving them. He's having a meal with them. Um, Jesus is all of those things for us. And that's like, it's not just like theological, like mental exercises. Like there is a reality that Christ moves towards us. Friends pray for you. He's interceding for us right now. Like Christ is our friend, Mm -hmm. the create, like creator of the universe, the reigning high, like, that king, that perfect person loves me yeah. and that's not changing. 
And so we can't put our, all of our stock in worldly, we can't put all, put all of our stock in like worldly friendship and think that's going to fulfill us. That, yeah. that uh, he calls it in this book, the Edenic ache, that ache from Eden. Like it, it's fulfilled in, in Christ. Yeah. Um, we know where we're headed. We know what our future looks like. We know that we do have security, that our affections um, need to be reserved for Christ and Christ alone and, and uh, our glorious God that we serve and get to be with. Um, so if, if a friend says that to me, so I backing up to your original question before yeah. that Jesus tangent. Uh, so I do that Jesus juke in my head. And then I, I think I would, um, what was the question? Question is, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to somebody compassionately yes, yes. who's saying, but I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, because the reality is, I mean, I think behind that is, 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 yeah, you can't sort of say, well, nobody has, well, the reality yeah. is people aren't reaching out to you. Right. Yes. Maybe, you know, you can point to, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we talk about, you know, well, people will say, I just don't feel like this, this church has been very loving to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be wrong for me to say, no, this church is very loving to you yeah. unless I had specific things, right, that they you know, that, that they've done. Right. And sometimes you do that. Well, didn't they do this? Didn't, well, that's not love, that's service. No, I don't think that's yeah. yours to make the decision on their mm -hmm. motivations. Mm -hmm. They're caring for you. They're, they're loving you. So I think there's a lot that's of folks, fair. there's a lot of tendency in our culture to define yeah. love in ways that meets an emotional need mm -hmm. as opposed to... Uh, the idea that yeah somebody can love me, you know when I, when somebody rebukes me, right? That's maybe not meeting an emotional need, but that can still be love. That's a can deep be great friendship. Yes, yeah. what Nathan did. David David had friends. David messed up big time. Yeah. With Bathsheba, like that was horrific. Yeah. And he had a friend come to him, rebuke him, mm -hmm. and then we get Psalm fifty one. Yeah. You know, like friends lead you to godliness, but yeah, but yeah, that's not going to yeah. feel. But yeah, that's not going to feel, um, it's not going to feel great in the moment, you yeah. know, yeah. when, when a friend comes to you and says, you are the man, yeah. you did it. Well, I think if you did that to me, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, thanks bro. Appreciate that, man. You're such a friend. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's like, that's, that's hard because, you know, even if you like lay out a case for this, we have to understand yeah. that we aren't the perfect friend, you yeah. know? Like I didn't sure. lay down my life for you yet. Like, yeah, bullets coming. I'm, I'd like to say I jump in front. I, yeah. I don't know, man. One of the things I, we used like, to, yeah, it's yeah. we're well, sinners. Yeah, one of the things that you know with my kids and you know I had three girls and a son, and so it's more of an issue with the girls because I think in their relational world, oh gosh, yeah, um, oh, friendships was a huge deal, and being accepted was a huge deal, particularly as they get older. Um, one of the things we and the the thing that they labored under as kids was I don't have a best friend. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, so and so's best friends with so and so and mm -hmm. you know, they're always doing something together and they're not inviting me and I don't have a best friend. And it's just, you know, first of all, you know, being compassionate because I think that's hard. Yeah. When you see other people who seem like they're always palling around and, and they, they got and, what you want. And you're the third wheel or you're yeah. the you're the one who doesn't quite fit. Um that don't fit. But <laughs> don't fit. <laughs> 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 don't quite 
<laughs> little plug. But you're you listening to this, so you don't need that. I was about to say, yeah, this is the, the worth, most worthless commercial exactly. that I've ever given. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so that plug don't fit. Uh, so, um, but you know, uh, I think that sense of learning how to be a friend, yeah, and learning how to. I, I, we used to talk about listen. What you want to do is be someone in a group who people can make friends with, not be someone who goes into the group looking for that friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be, so being that friend to people. Well, again, not just, okay, I'm going to be your friend. But I, but I think that, you know, again, you know, with teens, yes. um, uh, adolescents, what do yeah. you call them these days? <laughs> youth. Um, the youths. Uh, the tendency you go, you know, you walk into a, co- into a room and they're all on their phones. Well, no, now they are probably, but they're on the phones together. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right, that's they're right. all in a group on their phones, <laughs> except for the one or two that are looking for somebody to be in a group with, and they can't find it. And yeah. Everybody's closed off. Um, that clicky kind of thing we used to talk right. about, which is you know, it's a big deal in the '70s when I was growing up. It's still a big. Um, the the <clears> idea <throat> is you don't break into that by becoming acceptable. Uh, you know, we used to always talk about there's going to be somebody there you can reach out to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be somebody there you can... That doesn't mean they have to ultimately be your friend, but if you're, if you're waiting for people to decide... Yes, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I want you to be my friend, you're going to spend a lot of time alone. If you look for people who maybe... I just want to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Get to know people. Yeah. And out of getting to know people, friendships can develop. That's good. And so that's... Now, again, I think there are skills. Yeah. You know, there are things, okay, well, you don't just walk into a relationship and dump all your deepest problems. Right. You know, that's not a good way to start. You know, that's, you know, nobody wants that day one. You know? <laughs> so, so I shouldn't lead, what, I shouldn't way, lead with, yeah, don't may lead I bind with, my soul to yours? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you Marking this. Marking that now. I'll, I'll tell you this. The person who accepts that, you probably don't want. <laughs> Yes. 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 <laughs> really. Really. And I have some investments for you. Um, By the way, my eyes are glazing over because I'm thinking of my three little girls that will all be like teens around the same time. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need help. Go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know that 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 craving for. I mean, again, and we can identify it as. Uh, as as um, it, it's it's a craving for something I don't have. Yes, and yeah. I think one of the things that we're talking about here is that craving friendship is idolatry. Yes, it is. Yep. And if I idolize friendships or people who as friends, yeah, I'm not loving them. Yeah, you know, and because um, then you're putting expectations on someone that yeah, they're not yeah. meant to fulfill, and Same they can't. Thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez, that's good. That's good. I um. We didn't get into the whole idea of uh, walking in the light, which I would hate yeah. to talk about friendship without, especially Christian yeah. friendship. Yeah, yeah. So without tell me what you mean light. by that. Uh, what I mean by walking in the light is we have to, the, the vulnerability that I think is needed in friendship mm-hmm. is, uh, <laughs> is a regular habit of confessing sins to someone. Yeah. Like there is so much grace when we humble ourselves. Now you're talking about formally, okay, today we're confessing our sins. No, I just I just mean I just mean like something happens, you should have someone you can either call 
or talk through or you have yeah. like a regular breakfast with or something like that. Mm -hmm. And part of that is where you take, it's not like we never have friends or, or ever have sins to confess. Yeah. Like we're always sinning, like small things, big things. Like I, there's, there's, there is a, there is an unwillingness, I think, in a lot of our circles to admit fault sure. and to act like we need a savior, yeah. which is really weird because yeah. we like, you know, we champion like gospel centered and we Christ centered. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, what did Christ do? He died for sinners who could not save themselves. Yeah. And then we act, act like we can save ourselves. Yeah. I th I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast before, but it's my favorite, one of my favorite Ray Ortland quotes. Sorry, I keep talking about him. It's fine. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, where he says, in Christian friendship, you have two options. You can either be uh, impressive or you can be known, but you, you yeah. can't be both. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be both. And we need to be known. Mm -hmm. We need to. And I don't mean like, you got to really know me. I mean, like, no, you've got to, like, know my sins and my struggles. You need to know how to pray for me. Because why would I act like I don't need the gospel? That is, it doesn't make any sense for me to desire in our friendship for you to think more highly of myself than you ought to. Like yeah. that makes no sense. Nobody benefits from that. Yeah. That's just my pride. That's just my self-righteousness when it's like, and like there's so many promises about humility. Yeah. Uh, God gives grace to the humble and he opposes the proud. I really, I really don't want to be opposed by God. That doesn't sound no. fun. No. Uh, that, what is it? James, it's James one something where it's like a little or two. Either it's James 2.15 or it's in the first chapter. I can't remember. But it says, confess your sins to one another. Yeah. Like that's a command like yeah. that we have to do. Um, and it never feels great before it happens. Yeah. But it's so necessary yeah. and it's so freeing. Yeah. And like it, it kills that big dealness that's inside of us that we yeah. want, you know, that whatever like everything so, is wrong. So with. Which, which comes first though? Because yeah, yeah. here, here's my question. Do I need to have a good friendship so that I can confess, be, be secure in confessing my sins? Right. Or do I need to be somebody who is comfortable confessing my sins with whoever? Mm. And the friendship builds from that. From that. Yeah, yeah. That's a great discernment thought. I, I think I... Uh, I can't... <laughs> I can like I, do you, like do you need to perform right levels of trustworthiness for, for me, everybody for me to obey that scripture? Do I? Oh, I see what you're saying. See, if it says confess your sins, yeah, it doesn't say to save people to save people. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't necessarily off the top of my head have a quick answer to that. Yeah, I think I want to think on that more because I like we're commanded to do it. So like, my, yeah. I guess I do have a quick answer. It'd be like, yeah, you got to like, yeah. It should be a regular thing where we're confessing our sins. Yeah. Like, is that what we're talking about? I'm thinking maybe I'll, you know, not an answer to it, but the question, the way I, it might be good to think about it is someone who easily confesses their sins yeah. will probably also easier to trust, get into friendship. Yeah. Because they don't have to. That's exactly they, right. They don't have a hurdle. That's exactly right. I, I'm going to do it, you know, with guys. And it separates the idea of, of accountability. Right, right. Which is, okay, 
I'm, we're going to do this together, right? Yes. Okay, if I'm going to do it, you're going to do it, right? Yeah, I share than you share, okay? Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. And, 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 and I'm not going to share any more than you share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I'll uh, go second. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we don't talk about this. Right, yes, no, you know? all that. Yeah, uh, as opposed that to somebody trash. saying, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. You know, actually, they, you know, yes. I, I was struggling with this. Yes. You know, and it's conversational confession. Right. Like, yeah. To me, friendship is conversational yes, exactly. confession. Exactly. It's not formal confession. Yeah, it's like, let me set up this time. No, I, Andy, yeah. I love that because, you know, there is a culture of like my accountability partner. Yeah. And we're going to meet once a month. Yeah. We're going to talk about this thing, but not really this thing. Yeah. And then we're just going to coddle each other in our sin. And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. it's got to be more frequent than that. Like, I don't want to store up all the sin and then have one giant confession. It's like, yeah. I mean, even sometimes I like even the idea of letting people in on temptations you're facing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Like, dude, here's here's where I'm wrestling with. Here's yeah. where my my heart wants to go to. Yeah. Well, here's how I, you know, I had a situation this week where uh, a, a, a true friend of mine brought an observation about something he, he, he saw me do um, uh, in a meeting. And yeah. uh the reason I, 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 he's a true fan because he's proven himself that way. Yeah. You know, but the things that, and in the interaction that followed, um, the things that to me felt like friendship yeah. in that is number one, he brings something and I know he knows me. Yes. Yeah. He's not, he's not coming at it with, hey, mm -hmm. I just see a sin. I'm going to, he's just saying, hey, I noticed this and I was thinking about bringing it because I've seen a couple of times this mm -hmm. happen and. I know this is something we've talked about over the years, and you've sh you've shared, and yeah. and uh, and so he just kind of brought it, and not, you know, and he and he brought it with the expectation that I need I need to follow up, and you know, and and come and say, yeah, man, I'm so sorry, you know. <laughs> he just said, listen, I just I want to be faithful, I want to bring this to you. That's um, good. Made it very easy for me to bring it up, you know, yeah. and and so and then when I brought it up, another thing I think is important if you're a friend in confession, is that you don't police the person confessing right yeah you're, you're crushing you know? it right so he's now. so he's coming and 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 like for me i'm like okay well here's the context like i think it would be unfriendly yes to yep. say i don't care about the context i just care about your sin <laughs> right a friend says listen i can accommodate the fact that you don't feel entirely guilty at this point mm -hmm. because i'm trusting the spirit of god right, to do that not my Yes. Not my observation. That's good. And so what it happens is it creates a dialogue. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It's not just, hey, bro, I noticed this. Yeah, I confess. You know, I, yeah. I no problem. It's like let's dialogue. And in the, to me, a true friendship, when it comes to confession, both guys, both people, walk away having learned mm -hmm. because we're, we're now we're both applying principles to our lives. Yeah, and it's gone from monologue. Yeah confessional monologue to confessional dialogue that's so good you know? two th two things that i want to make sure people who are listening are observing um uh like just off the cuff like that person you have you known them for more than 10 years oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which that's a long like relatively speaking to me like that's a long time yeah. like I think we have this idea because everything in our culture is so fast and snappy and like the microwave generation. Yeah. Like we're not a crock pot generation. We are the Instapot. Yeah. We are the air fryer where everything's fast mm -hmm. and personalized mm -hmm. and friendship takes time. Like trust yeah. takes time. Like it, this is not a, just a quick, like convenient thing. It's like trust builds over time. Friendships build over time. So take your time. I think I've, I've only been in this area for about three years and a couple months now. And mm -hmm. it's like, I expect 
for some reason, like the same depth of friendship that I, that I had with my friends growing up in high school, the people here, that makes, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like yeah. friendship takes time, like continue to invest, continue to confess your sins. And another thing I don't, I want to make sure that we hit on before kind of concluding this, I don't know time-wise where we're at, but um, the idea of honoring. Yeah. Like that has to be a regular part mm -hmm. of friendship. Yeah. Like celebrating the grace of God that you see in other people. Because one, like I think we're always our worst critics. Yeah. And when someone sees something, like when a friend sees something in a friend that's like, oh my goodness, like God is at work in there. Like the whole yeah. idea of encouragement and not just like, you know, appreciating. Because you can appreciate something silently. Sure. But like yeah, honoring yeah. is giving yeah. voice to the gratitude yeah. to God for the, for the grace yeah. and gifts you see in someone else's life. And we need that encouragement we need that like affirmation and, and it, it kind of like readjust your eyes to be on the lookout for the activity of god in people's lives yeah like i want to see i want to see where god's moving i want to see yeah. i want to expand my view of what god is doing by seeing and highlighting the amazing grace i see in people's yeah. lives and um and god's busy man he's he's doing so many amazing things through so many people and yet, you know, people can be so discouraged and so doubtful. Yeah. And yeah. So, we so yeah, and, and it kind of pushes something because this is where the generational thing is. I'd love to hear you say, okay, my generation, my world. Yeah. Where are the problems? And I can share about where I think the problems are in my generation. Yeah. But in your world, where do you see the problems? Yeah. In, in friendship. Friendship and building friendship. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. I think there is a, there's a, honestly, okay, this is a surprising one. This is the first one that jumped to me. I think humor hmm. is a big, like, detriment. Yeah. Um, not just like people aren't funny, but like I think the overarching style of humor is sarcasm and cutting down, which like is literally the opposite of honoring. Hmm. Like, I think we can be more creative with our humor. And I, but I think we we push people away, like we do, we don't want people yeah. to get too close. Like it's like we want them kind of close enough, eh, but then there's that like you know my my like Instagram image or my whatever social media image gets tainted if people see my faults and my flaws. So hmm. there's I would pair it with like a, an overemphasis on sarcastic humor and an unwillingness to be like authentic i don't mean like the oh the authentic true me like i mean like yeah. no like the yucky you that mm -hmm. is in desperate need yeah. of a savior yeah. we don't it's just we don't have context for it. and then so three things humor uh lack of authenticity slash confession sins and then um priorities like i don't think <clears throat> we don't schedule it in, it in. Yeah. we're such a go 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 generation like we're always trying to be as productive as we can we're trying to make a bunch of money or pay off school debt or whatever it is or buy a home, whatever people are doing nowadays. And it's just like, okay, all those things are, are, are good. Yeah. But do you have time for friends? Like, I don't think it's a, a priority enough to schedule. Like, let's get to somebody's house. Yeah. I wish there was a, a meme I saw the other day. It was, or, or, it was so funny. Just talking about like the steps of making a, a friend uh, as an adult. It's just like, say we should hang out with that person. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a 10 step thing. I wish I had in front of me so I don't like botch it all up. But it's like, it's like say what we should hang out with that person. Person agrees. 
do not hang out with that person. Uh, say we should hang out for six more months. Schedule it. Get it on the calendar. Cancel. Respect the or, or, or not, 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 not cancel it. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. Because I didn't check my it. calendar. Yes. Then it's like reschedule it. Where did my calendar go? I don't know. Say we should hang out again. Actually hang with the person. Say we should do this again. Yeah. Die. That's like essentially yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. And so just the priority of our scheduling and the busyness, like, there's not a freedom to just go up and, and I'm guilty of this too, like to just knock on someone's eyes and be like, Hey, what's going on? Like, yeah. let's do something. Like there's not that like spontaneity of, yeah. of just, of just doing things and, um, or creating experiences, you know, where you're sitting around a campfire, throwing your head back in laughter yeah. and just enjoying one another. Yeah. We don't, we don't slow down enough. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those would be huge. Hmm. Well, yeah, one of the ones for me, I think, and I, I see it in my generation, I think, to me, what is going to ultimately make a true lasting friendship is failure. Mm. Um, mm. If you can't survive failure, because yeah. you will fail. Yes. You I, know, I mean, I think, I think the problem with a lot of people is the failure, you know, okay, you didn't come through for me or you, you, you know, you sinned against me. You, mm-hmm. I, you know, I found out you talked about me with this other person this yes. way. You know, you betrayed me, whatever. Now, there's certain sins that, okay, you realize, okay, we don't have the same level of relationship I thought we did. Yeah. But I think, you know, the friend I just talked about, there's been failure. My failure, mm-hmm. his failure. Yeah. Um, we got to the point where we could have that kind of interaction yes. because of all of our failures, yep. not because of all our successes. That's good. We realized, okay, that didn't work. That, you know, okay, that didn't go well. We, you know, you realize, okay, we can have one really good conversation or like five bad conversations <laughs> trying to fix the one bad conversation. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so you learn over time, but you've got to have a, the, I think we are just not people who, who tolerate relational failure. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to have true friendships over time, yeah. you've got to, you know, a lot of people my age, they sort of write people off. Yeah. You know, not done done so i think that you have to have that you have to have a willingness to be sinned against a willingness to have something happen in that relationship that that either tempts you or uh or becomes a trial in your life you know paul would repeatedly talk about patience yeah right patience when paul talks about patience it's always people related (laughs) somebody's messing with you yeah yeah and you need to be patient yeah Love is patient. That's where he starts. Yeah. Right. Okay. That means there's pe- there's there's people <clears throat> problems. So I think you you know I think I think that's what tests it not only tests what, whether it's a true friendship, it tests what you really want. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I'm not looking for friendship. I'm looking for affirmations. Yeah. I'm looking for a consistently, uh, you know, physical person affirming me of how great I am to them. Yeah. And so I think that's one. I think my generation, we're self-sufficient, and we go out and do social, and then we come back in and do life, and we see life as, well, I go out and do my social thing or my service thing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't see myself bound to other people in cords of friendship. Mm. I see myself as, as somebody who, you know... I'm I'm a drop in drop out, yeah. you know. I put me in a social environment. I'm fine. I know how to talk. I know yeah. how to, yeah. you know. I know how to. I, I I can cover a lot of topics. Um, and then a third one is just you know, ask questions. Don't talk so much. You know, that's good. Don't don't yeah. uh, don't 
<laughs> don't fill the other person's life with your stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the one I'm working on most right now. Because yeah. you get to my age, you start repeating stories. You know, I've learned to insert. Hey, have I ever told you this before? You know, <laughs> it's just as a buffer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Um, we, I want to turn a corner because we're going to just to keep moving here a little bit. Um, and talk about ministry relationships. Yes. Like we're both pastors. We are. Right. And so this may only really relate to people who are in ministry in some form or a formal role where they're having to build friendships yeah. when people relate to them in a, in a role. So you're, you know, you've been a pastor for three years yeah. now. What are you finding about challenges being a guy as a pastor trying to both build relationships with other pastors and also with yeah. people? And don't name names. <laughs> I can step out. <laughs> I can step out. That's great. That's right. No, it's uh, it's way trickier than I thought. Yeah. One, I would say that it's super hard. Um, but I also think my mine is. I don't want. I don't want to say it's super unique, but it's going to be pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Like I am coming in. You want to, as a, as a minority. Yeah. To a majority white church. Yeah. So there's already like relational strain there yeah. if we're honest uh i'm coming into a church that's been around for 35 years yeah so i like my existence is interrupting three decades of normalcy for mm-hmm. a lot of people and uh, we're revolutionizing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and and this is my first time like entering into a place where people automatically relate to me as their pastor yeah you know i'm not yeah. like i i didn't grow up in the church i didn't they're just like oh jared yeah, those JT are three big passing. deals. All those are those are big deals, man. Yeah, that's it, not a small thing. No, it's it's hard. It's it's incredibly hard, um, and it's not something you get like that. Someone prepares you for like a theological education. It's no. not like Mm-mm. so. This is going to be really hard. How no. people relate to you. Um, so yeah, what challenges? Uh, so those all those things partly because I think just interrupt. Partly yeah. the reason you don't get trained for that in most theological educations is because they presume you're coming into that because you're candidating into ministry. Mm. You're not coming in and being part of the church. church right, right. This right. is my church family right. in which I serve. Mm. I'm coming into a position, and so I think I think it's not. I think my guess is most guys who go to seminary yeah. probably presume maybe not certainly not the the the, the race aspect of mm. it. Right. But I'm coming into an established culture, and I'm coming in a defined role. Yeah. So, so I think it, one of the things you're dealing with is that you're you're coming in doing that, but you're coming into an environment where pastors are presumed to be part of the church first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I think you know, uh, <laughs> there's all there's all different kinds of difficulties. Um, yeah, it's, I think I think something I was trying to like discern is like, which this isn't good, and you know a lot oftentimes it's proved not to be the case. But there's a suspicion of like, are people trying to use me to to get something? Like, mm. are, is there like yeah. a, is there like an end game? Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there like an end game? Twenty five years. This? Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they may there, not know it, but yes, yes that's are. right. Is there an end game yeah. to this? You know the way I'm being approached or, or these kind of things. Like, yeah. is there some like ulterior motive behind, uh, what I'm receiving from this person? Like yeah. their, uh, their attention, these kind of things. Like, 
uh, they're trying to get like an insider scoop on what's really going on. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's just a, a, a few moments where like, you know, my wife and I would just be talking afterwards and just being like, did that feel odd to you? Like yeah. just try, just trying to like discern and figure out like what is going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they, even just the way people can relate to my wife and, and, uh, yeah. I guess same questions around that. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, uh, and then it's like, you know, uh, Another thing I found that was difficult is like, you know, I really, I really do love people. Like but in yeah. God's kindness, like I, I enjoy caring for people. I want the best for people. And then, you know, you hop into people's lives in, in their, in their home or whatever. And you see all kinds of stuff. You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. and then you're wrestling with, okay, do I like, they like need to be like pastored through this. Right. So what hat am I wearing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, am I just man, am yeah. I just their friend? Yeah. Do I kind of let this go, or do I like yeah. address like what I'm seeing right yeah. now? Yeah. And uh, that's it. It was that's super tricky. Yeah, I think you're putting your finger right there on something that's really <laughs> significant, which is we don't know always what hat we're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't. The person we're, we're interacting with doesn't always know the hat they want us to wear. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you're talking about okay, is this hat? Where, no, I don't think that's the hat I want. And, you know, and maybe if it's a, if it's a couple, there maybe one wants you to be the oh friend, the gosh. other wants you to be the pastor, and Oof. you're getting pulled into this one on a pastor role, and this one over here on the friendship, and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, tell me what, you know, I can play a lot of roles. Tell me which one. Yeah, you know, that's good. And when I spoke to the idea that you're, you know, people are, have something, again, this is not oh, people are trying to, mm-hmm. you know. uh when Jill and I, when we came to this church, we weren't pastors. We were, you know, we were here for six years, seven years before we became past. Oh, I became wow. a pastor. I just know I really valued time with pastors. Mm-hmm. They were sharp. Yeah, yeah, you know, they 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 asked me questions. <laughs> they cared about me, and mm-hmm. it was stimulating. Yeah, and uh, and it, you know, and 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 so of course it's high it's high value time, and we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's the thing. I think we enjoy being with people who do this ministry. Yeah. It's there are very few people who are coming and saying, "I want to talk to you because you're going to get me somewhere." Yes, right, you know? right. <laughs> it, it doesn't work in our church. No, no. Um, but there is a sense in which, uh, in which you, you know, we 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 have a representative value for people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, hmm. and we have to be careful not to be suspicious of motivation. Yeah. Yep. Recognizing we would do the same thing if if, if Ray Ortland's here. Oh yeah, you know you're not sitting in the back going, "Oh Ray, whatever." Oh yeah, you're no. like, "I'm I, gonna meet Ray." Absolutely, one hundred and thirty percent. Ray, and you know, hey, listen now, here's some, you know, I'm gonna friend you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, for listening, please yeah. be my friend. That's right, please be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bind me with cords of iron, <laughs> steel, hoops of steel, hoops of steel. <laughs> Ray, if you're out there, <laughs> JT needs a friend, and it has to be you. That's awesome. I, on the other hand, you know, I'm happy just to be an acquaintance. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, you know, when we started ministry, one of the things that was a big deal for us was friends first in ministry. Mm. And the idea behind that was we were trying to build teams. Yeah. We're trying to build a sense that we're not just professionals. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're not just guys doing jobs in, in, you know, in job description. 
we're we we relate to one another. We build together. And our two founding pastors, Alan and, and Bill, who are still with us as elders, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how they built. And they are still friends. Yeah. You yeah. know, they weathered a lot and they are still yes. friends. And yep. uh but we also realized early on that that was not sustainable. Mm. It's not sustainable, for example, if you're, if, you're, if you're a pastor, and again, in our culture where there's a small group leader or someone like that, the reality is, I'll give you an example. When, when I spent two years away from Covenant Fellowship on a church plant, mm. right? Um, for me to go on that church plant, I had to step out of a bunch of roles that included relational connection, mm-hmm. meaningful relational connection. And I had to plug myself into a group of people as a priority right. because of my, my relation. It doesn't mean I didn't care about those folks anymore. It's just I had to reprioritize my commitment. Yeah. Two years, I developed friendships there, very meaningful, mm-hmm. life-changing friendships there. I've got to come back. Right. Those folks, as much as they're still dear to me, yeah. I could not sustain that because I had right. to come back. And when I came back here, you had to invest, I yeah. had to invest in a different realm. Yeah, I didn't go back to my other realm. And so my experience was I, not all the friendships that I had when I left picked back up. Mm-hmm. Not because there's not a sense of we care about you, but right. they their life moved on a certain trajectory. Mine obviously did. I've got priorities of ministry that require me to relate to people I don't know, therefore I have to investigate to know them. Mm. And so it's one of the things that's in a tension when you have a church that is relationally oriented, which, which we want to be. We right. don't want to have our size be not make us not relational, is you're going to have a sense where there are people in the church that you just sort of say, hey man, I wish I could spend time with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish we could spend time together. I this, that's, that's been so valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And... And it's so sweet when somebody gets that. Yeah. And when they say, "Listen, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you got a job. I know you're. I know you're yeah. doing what you're doing. I'm supporting you in that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if we get time together, I've got you know some friends who are like, if we get time together, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, my expectations are not that you've got to continually affirm your friendship. Yeah. Um, hmm. they're they're not building as if I'm not part of their lives. Right. They yep. they include me in stuff whenever they can. Mm-hmm. But I. And so it allows our relationship, when we dip into it, yeah. to be affectionate. Yeah. Because we don't feel like we're having to recreate it every time. That's good. And those are that's what over that's time really good, we're Alex. trying to figure yeah. out how to do. Yeah. And uh, so that we don't end up kind of because as much as people we can feel people are using us, we can use them too. Oh, 100 percent. Yep. You know, hey, listen, I'm I'm gonna invest in you because I think you can help my ministry. Right. Right. You know, but yeah, if you got you, potential. But yeah, if you yeah. stop, if you plateau, yeah, somebody's gonna come. Mm. And if that looks like I was developing a friendship, oof, yeah, yeah, then I messed you up. Mm. So, hmm. oof. So, any any thoughts in closing? No, I don't. I don't think so. Just the like, we covered. We talked about a lot of things. We did. Um, hopefully, there is a rise in the importance of friendship, in, at least in a category in our minds. But I, I feel like there's a lot of things that were said that were kind of like freeing of just like the ebbs and flows of life and what seasons look like a friendship. Um, but I would say closing thoughts. Don't idol, don't idolize friendship, cherish it. Mm. And, uh, and stay close to the, the truth that like literally all of our needs and fulfillment are met in Jesus. Like 
that's gonna make that's gonna make everything else not fall to the wayside and be unimportant, but the priority of it will be in its proper place. Like yeah. it can't supersede Christ, but um, but it it is something that we've got to like lean in towards. And I think uh, by God's grace, we can all do a bit of a better job on yeah friendship. Yeah. Will you be my friend? Will you be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> to make a friend, yes, you have to be a friend. Mm. And we end with that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's